0: hello and welcome to my podcast i'm kim akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams if you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic strategy and manifestation stay tuned this is for you So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful with the Magic of Eye Planner. It tells you day to day what's going on in the sky. It's telling you what the moon is doing. It's telling you what phase it's in. It And it also has the Optimum Times Life Guide, where basically every single day, they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it, so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself. And it doesn't only have information about astrology. This year, they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets, which I absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things. And just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars, is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier. And aside from having all this incredible information about astrology, it's basically like a quick start astrology guide. So even if you're a total beginner, you can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses, and they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for ice cube, dot com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals, there's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day today. Um, so, the last couple of weeks, the last week really has been a little bit of a whirlwind. I had to move house kind of unexpectedly, manifested a new place. It's like perfect and everything that I really wanted. So that was kind of a relief because university started back up again for me this past Monday. I'm recording this on a Friday. Um, You'll be listening to this in the future, so that doesn't really matter. But Um, One of the things that I wanted to sort of talk about is like how you can work with me this year. So last year I closed my books entirely while I was at university. I just really wanted to focus on that and I really missed doing client sessions. I love working with my clients, like just the shifts and like the changes that I've seen in their lives, like working this past summer has just been incredible and it really just like reminded me of like why I want to do this and like why this work is so important to me because like really the whole reason I ended up studying a degree in psychology was because I am so passionate about RTT and hypnotherapy and just like the, the way that it can change your mind and your entire life in a way that I feel like, um, like conventional therapy, like never did for me. And this is not knocking therapy. I have a therapist, like I go and see her like every six weeks or whatever. And that's like a totally, I I think now it's really interesting, like, approaching therapy as an adult. Like, I'm not really going through a crisis or anything. I'm just kind of doing it to stay on top of my mental health and, like, to manage stress and, like, burnout, which are things that, like, I've really dealt with in the past. And I just want to feel supported as I go through university and whatnot. And so basically what I'm trying to say is, like, I think with the work that I do with RTT and, like, going to see a conventional, like, psychologist or a counselor they are very different but i think like the best thing about rtt is like if you have an issue and you've been working on it for so long and maybe you've been to a therapist and you've been like talking and talking about it and you're just not seeing the change that you want like RTT is definitely the thing you need to try because like it's just helped me clear so many things and the best thing about it is because like it is so rapid like you don't have to keep going like week after week to the therapist and like talking about it and feeling like you're just talking in circles like we literally can do like one to two sessions and you can move through it and the thing is just gone forever so yeah Anyway, so what I was trying to um what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to be keeping my books open um, a little bit. Like, it's going to be on very limited availability. Of course, like, you can always go to the link in the show notes if you want to book in and see um, if there is like a day that you really want and you're committed to doing that. Um, I'll see what I can work around. I'll see what I can do because it's like, I'm not like trying to narrow my availability out of some like weird marketing, like scarcity tactic. Like this is just legitimately like me being like, how can I balance like working with clients and also making sure I'm doing like putting in the work that I need to do for university and making sure that when I do see clients, I'm not super burnt out when we're working together. Cause you're not going to want that either. Trust me. Like you're going to want me to like manage my schedule so that I can work with you the best that I possibly can and like hold that space. So that's why the availability is going to be sort of how it is. But if you look on the calendar and you're like Kim, I really want to do this. None of those days work for me. Just reach out and I'll see what we can figure out. We'll we'll figure out a way to make it work. So that said, I am so 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 excited to be talking about this topic with you today because one of the things that I am taking this term at uni is a course in behavior change. And like this is such an important topic because I think the thing ultimately, um, knowing how to change your behavior is like, I think one of the most challenging things. Cause how weird is it sometimes like you are human and you're like, okay, I really like, I don't know, this is just such a generic example, but you're like, okay, I really want to get in shape. I want to have a nice body. I want to feel good in my body. Like, so that means I need to go to the gym and start eating healthy. And then like those things, like those intentions can be set, but next thing you know, like you haven't been to the gym at all, or you've been eating really badly, and you're kind of like, what happened? Like, why am I not able to change my behavior? Why is this thing so hard for me? Like, in my mind, it's not a lack of information. I think that's something that we can all really agree on. In this day and age, like if you are not doing something, you cannot use a lack of knowledge of how to do the thing as an excuse anymore. Like we have Google, we have chat GPT. If you have a question on absolutely anything, you can go and ask the internet pretty much right away and get a pretty good idea about an answer. Like, so it's not a lack of information. So why do we struggle to change our behavior. Like, why is it still so hard for us? And of course, like me being me, I'm going to be like, you need to tap into your subconscious and see why you're doing what you're doing because your mind always has a reason. But like on a more conscious level, in um, behavior change theory, I came across some really interesting stuff this week where I really felt like I needed to share it with you because like when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. But it will give you more of an insight into like if there is behaviors that you have been wanting to change um, why maybe that's not happening as easily as you would like. So the thing that I really wanted to chat about today was like losing momentum or feeling like you're not being disciplined in what you, need to do, what you need to do to achieve your goals. And this is something I hear so much from entrepreneurs. They're like, I'm just not motivated to do it. I just find I'm procrastinating all the time. Like I was going in at full force at the beginning and now it's been like, couple months or a couple years, and I'm like struggling to keep that momentum going, I'm struggling to feel motivated, or I'm just not being as disciplined as I know that I need to be in order to make this work. And so often when that comes up, people are like, Kim, what do I need to do to be more motivated? And I've always like said, like motivation is not what you're looking for. Because like motivation is like a byproduct of like you already building up that momentum and doing what you want to do, I think the hard reality of being an entrepreneur is you have to do a lot of work that you maybe don't feel motivated to do. And I think that's the thing that really like the internet sells you short on is like, people are like thinking like, oh, like working for yourself is so great. Like you have all this free time, like you can just structure your schedule how you want to, you get to like work at home in your cute lounge wear, or whatever the story is that you've created. And like then they're like but i just don't feel motivated to do the things that i like i don't feel motivated to sell or i don't feel motivated to do social media because i don't like it or i don't like being on instagram or all of the things that pop up and so i always tell people i'm like the reality is is like anything you want to do that is like a big goal you're not going to feel motivated the most most of the time like i'm just going to say that right now and if you're just looking for like quick tips on how to feel motivated and like vibe about it all the time. Like this is not the podcast for you. And I would encourage you to check your expectations because the reality is, is you're not going to feel motivated most of the time. And if you're expecting, if you're waiting to feel motivation before you go and do something, you're going to be waiting forever because it's the same as like when you're trying to push like a snowball down a hill, the hardest part is getting the snowball rolling. And once that snowball is rolling, it can turn into an avalanche maybe, but someone has to get that snowball rolling and while making a snowball might be kind of fun sometimes the things you need to do to really get a business off the ground they're not going to be fun that's just the reality of it it's a lot of work for a a, not a lot of applause especially at the beginning and if you're the kind of person that likes being validated by other people telling you that you're doing a good job like that's not going to work that's not going to motivate you and it's not going to sustain you and that's like depending on an external factor for you to go and do something is like going to make things really hard. You need to be able to validate yourself and believe so much in what you're going to do. And it really comes down more to discipline. Like I think instead of looking for motivation, you need to look at ways that you can encourage yourself to be disciplined. And it's like, what are you willing to do even when you don't feel like doing it is really going to determine how far you go with whatever your goals are. But Basically, we're going to like explore a little bit about like behavior change theory because the thing that I love about people is like you can have a growth mindset like maybe up until this point like you've been doing things a certain way, but that doesn't mean you can't change it like just because you've done things One way your whole life doesn't mean you can't eventually change and do things a different way or um, learn how to do things in a different way or decide that you're going to show up and be different because that's really what a growth mindset teaches you. You're not just like waved a magic wand over and you're like, this is you forever. You can change. And that's like the beautiful thing about life. So we're going to explore a little bit about behavior change theory so basically behavior change theory looks at the motivations and influences behind why people do or don't do things so if you have something to do like i've been saying or you have something that you want to be doing but you're not doing it um you can't just assume that you need more motivation and more discipline. Like there's other factors at play. And so we're going to chat a little bit about some of those factors. So the first one I'm going to talk about is like downstream factors. And these are basically like, they're important, but these are the ones that you can't really change them. So we're going to mention them, but they're not going to be a huge part of like what we're talking about today. But it it is important to mention them because they do matter. So downstream factors are kind of things like, your age, your gender, like the resources you have. your like, I kind of want to say like, like where you live. Like they're kind of like, you are the age that you are. You can't change that. You are the gender that you are. You, I mean, arguably can't change that. Like, um, so it's kind of things that they're just sort of like, they're, they're a given and they also are going to be effect- they have an impact on your behavior, but they're, all, they're like not the thing that you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and change that one for everything else to change. And it can be something that impacts, like say if we're using the gym example, like it. Is the gym like super beautiful to look at? Like, does it, is it aesthetically pleasing? Do they have nice change rooms? Is it well lit? Does it feel clean? Like that could be considered a downstream factor because it's like, it is a factor that's affecting behavior, but it's not something that you could necessarily go and easily change. So the next thing we're going to talk about is like midstream factors. So these things include like our physical, our economic, our political and cultural environments. So it might be like the physical shape that you're in. If we're, we're just going to use the gym example as we do go through this, because I think it sort of helps you like understand it a little bit better if I'm using just one example. So basically like your physical shape, like are you overweight? Like what's your body type? Like, are you underweight? Like, um, sort of and <laughs> it's kind of like um like your political environment it's like what political party do you align with or like what Um, religious like affiliation do you have or your culture environment like where are you born like what's the culture there Um, additional additionally in this category we would consider like psychological factors such as like your confidence and your self-esteem and like your ability to either have the skills to do the thing or acquire the skills to do the thing and this is where I really want to highlight it because what you believe and like your factors, like how confident you are and your self-worth are going to do so much for you trying to achieve anything that you're trying to achieve. And I really love this part because it's like, you can change these things. Like you can work on your self-esteem, you can work on your confidence, you can develop a skill. Like say you're new to going to the gym, you can like do a workout, like a fitness class, or you can learn how to lift weights, or you can go to a Pilates class and like learn how to use the reformer. So like each time you go, you're increasing those. And so the more the more that increases, the more likely you are to like do the behaviors that you want to do and like do less of the behaviors that you don't want to do. So this one is so important when we look at behavior change because one of the common threads I notice with entrepreneurs is the thing that holds a lot of people back is like low self-worth, confidence, anxiety. And so when you have low self-worth, this makes it really hard to have good boundaries. It makes it really hard to charge your worth. It makes it really hard to like a go for those opportunities that you really want because on a a deeper level, you just don't feel worthy of having those things, which makes it really hard to take action. And this is one of the things that I really, really, really always work with my clients on is because like when you feel worthy of having something and you believe that on a deep subconscious level, then it is so much easier to go and take the action that you need to do. And like even sort of like, I guess, on more of a quantum level, like you're putting out that frequency and energy of someone who is Worthy of having their goals. Like, I'm sure we all know what it's like to like walk into a room and maybe you like see someone and you can just tell that they have that energy where they just believe in themselves. And like it's one of those things that is almost intangible, but it's there. Like you can sense it. And so, like, all of these factors are really gonna determine whether you do or don't do a certain behavior and Another thing that's really worth mentioning is upstream behavioral influences. So these are kind of like intermediate factors that can influence behavior, and they they include things such as like the characteristics and attributes Of the behavior itself and this could include like how complex is the behavior like the demand the variety of it like the familiarity of it like is this a behavior that seems really complicated to you like is going to the gym really overwhelming because you don't know how to lift the weights or you don't know what happens in the class and that makes you a little bit apprehensive about going and doing it. And that really can contribute as well because sometimes it it kind of comes back a little bit to those midstream factors with like your attitude around what it's like for you to learn new things. Because a lot of everyone out there, I would say on some level, has a fear of failure. Like we don't want to do something and be bad at it because we're scared of what other people will think or we're scared like if we fail like what will that make what will that mean about us so it's kind of like when you learn to address that fear of failure And you start to reframe how you see failure and instead of seeing it as being like meaning that you are not good enough or that you're like embarrassing yourself or whatever, like when you can start to see it as being like, well, that just means that I tried something and it didn't work and it was a learning experience, that's going to make you so much more adaptable and like willing to go out and try new things because you're not afraid to fail because you're like, it doesn't mean anything about me and my worth as a person if I don't, get that thing it just means that I tried and like if you take one thing away from this episode it's like that reframe of how you see failure is gonna set you free like once you start to make it be like it doesn't mean anything about like how worthy I am as a person when I don't achieve something or even if I do achieve something then that's gonna set you free like you'll be able to go and just do those things because you're not going to be held back because you're afraid of what it will mean if you don't achieve that thing. And like I was saying before, like that's another thing that it's a changeable thing. You can change that. And I think when it comes to motivation, like the reason people aren't motivated, it's because of all of these factors. Like one, it might be like maybe they don't have the resources to go and do like whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe they don't have the resources to go to the gym or maybe like geographically, there's no gyms in their area or the next one, like with um, the midstream factors, like it could be like your confidence around like, do I actually believe that I can create this business? Like, do I actually believe that I can Like, I'm worthy of having the success that I want. And then when we can kind of fit it in with, like, the upstream factors, we can be like, oh, okay, well, like, does that behavior sound so complex to you that you're just so overwhelmed by it so then you just go into inaction and that's why you don't feel motivated because it feels like it's just all too much and you feel overwhelmed and that's contributing to the lack of motivation. So when I break it down like this, you can sort of start to see how – looking for more motivation isn't really the thing you need. It's like we really need to examine like what are all these other factors and beliefs that are stopping you from just going and doing the thing. And like some of these things you'll be able to change and some of them you won't. But I always have thought in life like it's so much more worth focusing on like Control the controllables, like what can you control and focus on that because ultimately the things that are out of your control, you're never going to be able to control them anyways. So there's no point in like worrying about it, like just let it be and focus on what you can do instead of what you can't. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is like paying attention to social factors. And they say, like, I'm sure we've all seen that quote on the internet that's like, you become like the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. It's really true, though. And this is going to have a huge effect on like you and your motivation levels because, like, what's the attitude of the people around you towards like the behavior you're trying to achieve? Like, say if everyone around you, like, doesn't go to the gym and they eat really unhealthy and they just want to go out and drink every single weekend and you all of a sudden you're like okay no i'm gonna start getting up early i'm gonna to go to the gym i'm gonna start eating healthy they're gonna be like what the heck and so those social factors can actually influence us a lot more than we really think which is why it's so important to really put yourself in spaces where those people support who you want to become because it's just way too much to expect of us as ourselves to be like a person that's going to be completely different and thrive being that way in a group of people who are not like that. You're just going to make it so much harder for yourself because like as humans we're social creatures. We just naturally want to fit in. We want to feel connected and sometimes that can mean like shrinking ourselves into places where we aren't growing because we're trying to stay comfortable so really paying attention to like who's the people you have around you like do they support what you're trying to create do they believe in it um a big thing i see with people like entrepreneurs is like the people around them none of them have businesses and they're out there trying to give advice or like trying to tell you you shouldn't do it because businesses don't work or that stuff gets into your head. And as much as you don't want to admit that it has an effect on you, it often does. So that's why it's so important to like surround yourself with people who believe in your dreams. Like nothing is more important than that. Because like, if the people around you who love you the most can't support you in that, like, it just I'm like it, It makes things very difficult, if that's the case, and of course, like, I get it with family, it's not always going to be possible, but you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends, so choose accordingly. And I've sort of been mentioning this last point all throughout, but really examining your beliefs. Like when you find yourself lacking motivation towards like working on your business or going to the gym, instead of like asking like, how can I feel more motivated to do these things? You have to start looking at your beliefs. What do you believe about is going to happen if you have that thing? Like just as an example, I see with like a lot of like weight loss clients for like RTT is like the reason they have the weight is subconsciously it's a kind of protection. So like your conscious mind will always be like, no, of course I don't want this weight. But it's like maybe something happened to you where you felt like if you had this weight, you would be protected. Or maybe people wouldn't look at you the same way. Or it could be a variety of things. That was just like one example. But it's like you have to start examining like what are the beliefs you have about like if you had that thing, like what would that mean? And this is one where it's like you have to kind of get a little sneaky with your mind sometimes because your conscious mind doesn't know ultimately what the beliefs are like you can sort of take a guess but i think a really good way of understanding what your subconscious is putting out is just look at what is not working in your life and that sounds really negative but it's like what are the areas of your life that you feel like you've been working on and you're not getting what you want but they're like, something that you've been trying to work on consistently, but you're not seeing any progress or change? Like, what are the stories you find yourself, like, hearing over and over? Like, one of the biggest ones I hear is, like, people just constantly talking about how there's no one in their city that they can date, but yet everyone is saying this in all the cities across the world where I happen to know people, and I'm like, people are getting married all the time and in relationships all the time, yet everyone across the world is saying there's no one to date. Like, these two things cannot Coexist. So the thing is that you have to note is you're like the thing that's going on here is the story. And so when you tell yourself a story, you have a belief. Your mind's just going to keep projecting that out, and that's just what you're going to see evidence of. So you have to start looking at your beliefs. And like if you believe that like you're not ever going to have a successful business, well, your mind is never going to make you feel motivated to create a successful business because you it doesn't want to waste its energy essentially doing something it doesn't believe is successful. So this is what RTT, like hypnotherapy, is so good at. It's so good at just getting in there going past the conscious mind, seeing what's going on in your subconscious, and just really allowing you to like look at those beliefs and rewire them into something else so that you know that your subconscious is clear around what you're trying to create and you're not making things more difficult for yourself. So yeah, just to recap quickly what I said, behavior change theory is basically it looks at like the motivation that influences why people do or don't do things like if you want to do something but you're not doing it we you can't just assume that you need more motivation like you need to really look at like what are these other factors that are actually getting in the way um the three factors are like your downstream factors which are the ones that you kind of can't control like your age your gender um the midstream factors are ones that you can sort of um look at like it's like psychological influences like your confidence your self-esteem like whether you believe you can change your behavior or you can acquire the skills needed and then the last one was like those upstream factors so they are things that include the characteristics and attributes of the behavior itself such as like how complex it is and like these things are of course also going to contribute to whether you do that behavior or not and then the other two worth noting are paying attention to your social factors like your so your circle of people around you and then the last one is really like examining like what do you believe about what will happen when you have this or how possible it is for you. So yeah, that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for joining me as always. It would mean so much if you could leave a rating and a review. This is really how we help get the podcast out there so that it can grow and hopefully reach more people and help them and just really like I want everyone to have the lives that they want on their terms. And the thing that's going to help you shift that all is your mindset. So that's it from me for today. And I will talk to you soon.